Hey, what up, KX crew? I believe we're live. Actually, I think that I jumped in one second too early. I'm going to start over. Hey, what up, KX crew? Welcome to the KX podcast. Today, uh, we have a guest with us for the first time in a long time. This is my first actual live podcast, so I'm really excited to be here and that Gabe is here with me. So just a bit of background. Um, I met Gabe in university. We shared a lot of the same classes, worked on a similar degree. So uh, we ended up sitting beside each other in a lot of classes and getting to know each other. And then we had the pleasure of working together in the same gym. So all of all those coincidences, you know, it's fate. We were destined to be buddies. And uh, Gabe's doing his own thing, too, within the whole health and fitness industry in the coaching stream. So we'll talk about links to him. They're all in the description below. We'll talk about it again later at the end of the podcast. So, yeah, Gabe, did you... Um, we were going to be talking about motivation today. Was there anything you want to share yourself before we dig into the subject? I think it's just like a really good time to discuss motivation and goal setting just with like new year coming up. We're only about two weeks away, I guess. And then it's something I've really had to delve into myself this past year. Um, this was my first like full should have been my first full year of employment as a kinesiologist and got mm. sidetracked pretty hard and, had to really kind of step back and look and plan for the future, but not throw everything away. That's um, true. And trying to game plan for whatever the new normal will be. Yeah. It's, so uh, something I've really dabbled in over the last few weeks, months. Yeah, I guess everybody needs a little bit of motivation, right? Not necessarily our clients or, you know, even the, even the personal trainers and the people who work with people, everyone needs a bit of a boost every now and again. Yeah, absolutely. So what is, um, have you felt lately that you've been a little bit lower on motivation or has anything recently helped you? Well, it's really been like a, like peaks and valleys kind of thing with, uh, in Manitoba, we started this whole lockdown process back in March and I was still employed up until mid April. Uh, so I didn't really have time to think about it. It was just, I was hoping it was just a buzzword on the news and it all blow over. And then mm -hmm. it kind of set in that we were, in it for the long haul. So I started off like really motivated. I did a course. Uh, I made like a list of wall, uh, goals that are still on my wall in front of me here. And I was like, I'm just gonna cross all these off as, for as much time as I have. And then like September came and they started hinting at another lockdown. Was like, oh, like, <laughs> I've just gotten back into work. I don't know if I can do this again. And the first few weeks of lockdown were pretty tough. Like we, we officially went back down into lockdown on Remembrance Day. And uh, yeah. like I, I felt like I'd spent all of my like mental currency for motivation, like in lockdown number one. And so it took a few weeks to figure out where to go from here. And yeah. Like set a game plan going forward into the new year and even starting like last week or so. Yeah, I feel you, man. I, I had a similar situation. I was actually before this all happened, I was about to launch my first boot camp here in Churchill. And I was really excited about it. I made an awesome program. I practiced it a bunch of times. I had the time, timing with the music down. It was going to be killer. People were excited about it. And like a week later, the pandemic hit. And then it was just like, shut that down. It hasn't happened since. And uh, I had a similar experience to you. You start off feeling like, okay, we'll get through this. We'll get through this. And then after a few months, just like you said, you spend all your mental currency. And then you kind of left with like, should I even be putting in effort now? Like what's, what's the point if this is never going to end? 
Yeah, exactly. And then like, as coaches, like we're, we're trying to set an example and our clients rely on us to be that extra, that like nitrous shoot for them whenever they need. And so it's hard to be like preaching like motivation and goal setting and setting all these other people up for success through lockdown, but then having the same issues yourself and not having a coach to, to go to. And it's hard to use your own skills for yourself as well. Yeah, it's true. We've got to practice. <laughs> Sometimes we got to practice what we preach. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, we got to be, we have to be role models. And it's, it's, uh, we forget that sometimes because we, we, at the end of the day, we're real people, just like anybody that we work with. You know, we're all human beings who have highs and lows. We all struggle with motivation. We're no different than anybody else. We just have acquired the tools and we know how to use them. It's just for us, sometimes we just forget we have the tools or. <laughs> yeah, it'll almost be handy to have like another set of eyes or a coach for a coach. Like, yeah, someone who can be like unbiased and take that objective view that we take with our clients, but with us. Yeah. So how have you um, what what got you like, because it's it seems like you're in a place right now where you're highly motivated, you're you're getting things going again. Was there um, something that was a turning point for you or something that was a, a wake up moment? Um, well, I did my, I started, I'd always wanted to build an online business. I just didn't have the time to do it when I was working in person full time. And it was like, I don't know if I'm ever really going to be able to do this. And then we had two months off. So I was able to kind of lay the groundwork for that. And it's starting a business is always slow. Um, so it's kind of demotivating in a lot of ways as it builds, but now it's starting to get a little bit of traction. I'm having more people join online classes. Uh, a few more of my clients have gone virtual and built home gyms of their own. So I'm starting to see a little bit of the, some rewards for the work that I put in a few months ago. And then just trying to be hopeful, like building for, this will be my foundation going forward. As yeah. I'm starting to lighten up. Yeah, that's really good to hear this. it. This does kind of light a fire under us to switch to online. Yeah, like <laughs> I probably cool. would have put that off for a long time if this hadn't been happening. But now, uh, yeah, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm making the switch now, so I'm I'm a few pages behind you. But uh, I'm looking forward to see how, where that will take me. Yeah, it's interesting trying to kind of guess where the new normal is going to take us and be on par or ahead of it a little bit. Yeah, it's a big guessing game. Yeah, definitely. So on like, let's talk specifically about motivation, I guess. Um, so from my understanding of motivation, motivation is something that is um, something that we all seem to have highs and lows of, and it, it's perceived by the public in a very different way than what it actually is, right? As a, just kind of a jumpstart. Um, I'm just wondering, what what is your like what is your perception of motivation? Well, I think it's exactly that. Um I saw a really interesting quote yesterday actually while I was scrolling for hours on social media. And it was saying uh relying on motivation to get through like a whole year or like a long piece of time is like relying on nitros boost to run your car. And it's <laughs> it's only like a little boost to kind of get you going. Uh, it might make like one workout session or even like five or six a little bit easier, but motivation is going to come and go. So it's really about like setting longer term goals, building a foundation that even when that motivation, that 
big boost that sugar high mentally isn't there. You still have something pushing you forward and you're just disciplined working towards uh, the same like outcome, regardless of whether you have those like mental sugar highs or not. Yeah. It's funny that you use that car analogy. That's the same analogy that I always use. I, I use it as uh, like booster cables, motivation, gets yeah. your car started. But in order to keep your car rolling, you don't keep using the booster cables, right? At some point you have to, the engine's got to be turning itself and it, it, it can't rely on the booster cables the whole time. So something inside of you has either got to turn on, you got to get focused, or it's just a matter of what it really is. And like what the honest truth is, is that you, you're going to get to a place where you lose your motivation and uh, it's just not going to be there. You're not going it, to, it's going to become a place of willpower and mental battles. And you have to get yourself into a routine, right? Where you're doing the same thing day in, day out, where it becomes thoughtless and you just, you get into that routine and to break it is becomes difficult to break routine because humans are, are, are creatures of habit and routine. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. That's my analogy anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's really just finding like that personal reason for like why um, you're doing whatever you're doing. Cause no one's motivated all the time. If they say they are, it's garbage. Like you can be highly motivated individual, but you're going to have your days where you're like, why am I doing this? Or like, I'd yeah. much rather watch Netflix than do whatever I should be doing. Or instead of studying, I'm going to procrastinate and do something else. So it's finding that like really deep reason for why that thing that really only you have, uh, yeah. for why you want to achieve this goal or what you're working on. And it's a pretty like uncomfortable process to get into, to be, not just surface level goal setting be like, Oh, I just want to be like healthy. It's like, okay, that's great. That's a good goal to start with, but like why? And you might have to dig into you've lived with people who weren't healthy and you don't want to end up like that. Or you're currently like not happy with um, your strength or your appearance. And it's, it's hard to address those kind of things often. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And like, there's the, th the thing is, there's a lot of like content out there that's designed to get you motivated, but it's, it's kind of like a drug, right? I'm sure that you remember the first time that you tapped into that motivational video network on YouTube and hear oh, yeah. speeches and it's like a drug, right? You just keep going to the next one and the next one. But, uh, I, like I used to rely on those motivational videos when I was just getting into working out and I wasn't very good. I would watch a couple of those videos before I went to the gym. And after a while, they just lost effect. Like I was, it just became mindless. Like I wasn't, it wasn't, I already was boosted, right? And I couldn't just keep getting boosted every single day. I didn't realize it, but I was getting into a habit. It wasn't the motivational videos that were getting it done anymore. Yeah. It was just, you were starting to self-motivate. You didn't need that little kick anymore. Your tolerance for that motivation had increased to the point where those videos just weren't doing it. Yeah. You have to find yeah. Like a personal reason why. <laughs> it's like coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Start with one cup and then two cups. And... Yeah. Oh, man. I could do a whole podcast just talking about coffee. But uh, let's talk uh, specifically about New Year's because New Year's seems to, uh, it seems to have a, a magical energy about it. Yeah. What is it's your um, experience with that? Uh, I'm not a big New Year's resolutioner. 
kind of guy. Um, I've always just kind of thought if I want to make changes, you have 364 other days of the year that you can kind of start <laughs> making those changes. And it doesn't just have to be when the calendar changes. It could be like any life event or just a Monday or a Tuesday when you're feeling like this is a change I want to make. Why wait until New Year's? But it is a fresh start in some ways. Yeah, I, I can see the appeal. But uh, I've always been a advocate for like setting those kind of goals every other time of the year as well. And maybe mm -hmm. just using New Year's as a time to check in and see your progress rather than a start and an end date. Yeah, I did. I did a mini video series on that last year or the year before where I did three checkups throughout the year on my YouTube channel, like a couple months in, half a year in, and then like two months before New Year's just saying, are you still on your resolution? Because no, no one's really holding on to their resolution even a full year. I can't think of a single time I made a like specifically a New Year's resolution that I actually carried out a full year. Yeah. And that's when you put all the pressure on that start date. The thing is, once you blow it, inevitably you're going to fail because that's that's just how it works, right? Then you think you have to wait again to the next year. You're like, oh, I gave it my best shot. And it's kind of a novelty, right? It's kind of like you're testing yourself to see how long you can go without something. And yeah. uh, that's not a good way <laughs> to look at it. It shouldn't be a novelty. It should be uh, something you're aspiring to be different. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I think often with New Year's, it's just such a big event the often goals and resolutions are just too big. And if you if you start a bit smaller, it's not as pretty. It doesn't look as nice in an Instagram post or whatever. But uh, <laughs> if you take like small steps throughout the whole year, you will still achieve those bigger goals, but you just don't have to declare it on one day. Mm -hmm. And then also like, especially with health and fitness, we're both coaches and we've both worked in commercial gyms and now online. And everyone's like, I'm gonna be fit and healthy on New Year's. And like prices at gyms often go up around that time because they know people are coming in and the gyms can be packed and it's really hard to get a, if you're going to the gym, it's really hard to make it effective mm. during the first four weeks or so of the year. Like I know yeah. a lot of like regular gym goers take January off and then they get their gym back in February. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's surprising that we live in a culture where like, no one really knows how to goal set. Like most people don't think that way. They just, you know, they have the major life goals that they want to achieve. But for a culture that's so, we get so into that New Year's goal setting and like the entire continent is all talking about goal setting all at once. Yeah. And it's it's surprising how that kind of culture fizzles out so quickly. It's like, it's like we would almost need like two or three holidays throughout the year that were connected to that for it to really sink in with our culture. Like a week before New Year's Eve, there was like a, a different New Year's celebration where like people just partied, whatever, just an excuse to hang out, but it would still get the discussion going. Like, were you consistent? Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense. Like we all want to still improve. That's like a, that's human nature. We all want to work towards something else, but then and there's some information out there on goal setting, but it's like missing stuff and we don't really know how to do it. So it just kind of becomes like blind, like shotgun style. Yeah. I'll say everything and hopefully I achieve something. If we could just learn and coach each other on how to be more effective with those goals. And then you could set new goals, like keep building as we go. It's not just a one year thing. It's okay. Now you achieve that. Now we can add layers and just keep adding layers. 
not just in health and fitness, but just in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the question, like, where do you want to be in 10 years? People just, it's kind of just fun to do that. But I mean, if you look at it, like, where do you want to be in one year and then work backwards from there too, right? And yeah. make a, a practical plan that you can stick to something you can put in the calendar and look at, hold yourself yep. accountable to. Yes. Yeah, give yourself a roadmap for what you want. And like even like one, five, 10 years, two years, like, like goals and motivation stuff we're working towards doesn't have to be just short term. Like I would say anything under a year is a short term goal. Mm. And then anything over like a year, you're getting into long term, but like you could have like 10, 15 year goals. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's hard to keep track or keep your eyes on that long term goal when we have all these other like small things going on and changes to the small term goal. So if you can kind of put it all down and roadmap, at least you're still working on the right track for what you originally wanted. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And it doesn't have to, I think people do have goals, but they don't call them goals. They call them dreams and they just think that they're unattainable. Just change, change your vocabulary from dream to goal because you can work with a goal. It's hard yeah. to work with a dream. Yeah. You can't write, you can write down a dream in like a dream journal, but the, it's hard to put steps into that. It just seems so far off or so unattainable. Yeah. Uh, but a goal, it's you can make it like I'm going to do this every day and that's going to lead me to point B, which will lead to point C. And then from there, I'm going to do this. Like you can roadmap the whole thing out in a lot of ways. Yeah. So in in uh, in university, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we both learned about SMART goals, right? Do you still remember the analogy for that or the, what the letters stand for? Yeah, I have it here on my, my speech notes, actually. <laughs> Yeah, me too. It's just we can't we can't not talk about it. Yeah, you have the like specific and measurable, attainable, relevant, timely, or I think that was the one that I learned most. You can throw different words in there, but yeah, yeah. For for the R, I I always resonated more with realistic. Oh yeah, but I mean relevant. I mean they they mean the same thing, but realistic I can kind of wrap my head around. Relevant is like is this relevant to me? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of put the realistic into the attainable ones. Yeah. Uh, for the A. But yeah. It's all it's kind of goofy. Like it makes sense like to, it gives you more structure towards creating that roadmap, but it's still missing some pieces for sure. Yeah. And it, it does look nice in a textbook, but uh, in order for that to, uh, in order for that to work, you need to actually, if your goal is going to be specific, you have to actually like write down, you know, S M A R T and then actually write out what is, what is your specific goal? How are you going to measure it? How is it attainable? You have to actually break it down and think about it. And if you do use the smart goal, um, what's, what's the word metaphor analogy? Yeah. Like acronym, maybe acronym. Yes. If you do use the acronym, it can work, but it, it's a tool. You have to use it like a tool. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a nice thing to look at. Yeah, it's a nice way to kickstart that uh, that deep and kind of uncomfortable goal setting uh, realm that we had talked about earlier, where you really got to get to like why you want this um, and yeah. how you're going to achieve this. So let's talk a little bit about because uh, we're going into 2021 and we're still in lockdown. So 
I, I don't know if people are going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. It's going to be harder to hear about because we're not mingling anymore. You know, there's no not as much small talk with your fellow employees. So I don't know if New Year's resolutions are going to be as big this year because people are going to feel uh, demotivated probably now more than ever. So do you have any tips for people to s stay motivated during lockdown? Well, that's good. Like with New Year's resolutions and like just New Year's in general, we've always used it as kind of like a fresh start, a fresh slate. It's like new year, new me. I'm going to go do whatever new me wants. And this year is going to be weird. Like this is the first New Year's probably ever for everyone alive, especially in North America, that it's not really a flesh fresh slate like january 2nd is still we're still going to be locked down we're still <laughs> not going to be going to work it's it's going to be tough in terms of that perceived fresh slate because everything's still going on that's been going on around us it's a very but good think, point but i think it's still important to plan for eventually lockdowns are going to lift like eventually the vaccine will become more widespread we'll be able to get it out stuff will go back to normal um so it's good to still plan for that and maybe use New Year's as a time to kind of break this lockdown in half and start the second half on a more positive mindset. You like write, write down your goals. I think that's a big one is you're asking mm -hmm. for tips. Write it down because um, it's easy to just kind of think about it and then like something doesn't go your way and you're like, ah, whatever. Like if you write it down, you have to cross it off now if you're not going to achieve it or you have to check it off when you do. So like I have a list of goals right here on my cork board. I think there's like 11 and they've been there since I dated it April 2nd. And as I kind of achieve them, I, or give up on them or change, I make notes and then tell somebody about it. Uh, they're going to help hold you accountable. It's going to put some pressure on you as well. Um, yeah. Not everyone needs pressure, but it's nice to have someone who's like, Hey, are you still working on that goal? Or how's that going? Are you still making those small steps that you had said? Those are pretty general terms, but to have an accountability buddy, and then you can help them work towards their goals as well. Even if it's a workout buddy or just text every time you do your workout, be like, I did it, and then today skipped it. You can have kind of a log of your success. Yeah, it does, like, that does bring it to life, speaking it out loud. Yeah, it adds a lot more pressure to it if you have other people like, I want to see you achieve this now. It's mm -hmm. not just you that you're like giving up on if you decide to sidetrack or change ideas it's, then you have to go to those people and be yeah, i changed my plans or i didn't do it so i think it's yeah. good to have that external support sometimes yeah and if you're not if you're living alone and you're not mingling with anybody then make a social media post and don't delete it after a year <laughs> just <laughs> keep going back to it you know once it's there you know it's everyone can see it now you're you've made it very public you're holding yourself accountable everyone else is too and if if you know somebody who's trying to uh, achieve some kind of goal and you see that they're talking about it, you hold them accountable. That's your role as their friend to do, to, to be on the other side of things. Yeah, absolutely. Goal setting and reaching goals isn't like just an individual thing. It often takes a group, uh, mm -hmm. especially when you're younger, but even when you're older, it's, you need that support. You need people to be supportive of your goals. If you are living with other people and you want to be healthy or eat a bit healthier, and they're not supporting your goals, that's going to make it really tough. So you need to try and get everyone around you, not on the, on the same page, 
they don't need the same goals as you, but they at least need to support what you're trying to do. So having those conversations with people and being like, this is important to me, I'm important to you, so you need to be supportive of this. I think that's yeah. where a lot of people fall off with New Year's resolutions as well. Yeah, exactly. They don't they don't understand that they don't have to do it alone. They can have a support system. And even this year, like you mentioned, it's going to be totally different. It's going to be a lot harder. We used to have things that kept us accountable that we didn't have to think about, like gym memberships. You know, once you have money in it, you have skin in the game, and now you do want to go to the gym. And now your gym membership's holding you accountable, or you, other gym goers, or you know, you're trying to look good for the people in your at your job or in school or something like that. There was other uh, external sources of things that kept you going that no longer exist. So we yeah, need no. new ways. Yeah, just finding other sources of motivation, even if you're just using like getting back to those settings where you will be held accountable. Be ready for that. Yeah. Like if so, you're not currently going to the gym, but you don't want to lose all your gains or like if you don't have the equipment to be working on strength at home, we're, it's a great time to be working on mobility. Like it's something that all strength athletes for the most part put to the side and we all kind of skip our stretching and cool down and we all have terrible hips and hamstrings and shoulders. It's just <laughs> part of the game. That's so true. You're, you're at home with the opportunity to kind of work on those things that otherwise you'd sidetrack. So you're still working on your goal just from a different element or a different side. Yeah. I, I've seen you posting about that. That's you make some really good points. Like, like athletes that are into powerlifting or whatever, like, yeah, now is not your time for that, but there's lots of other elements of health and fitness that you could be improving. Like, I'm mostly doing calisthenic stuff at home, you know, because that's that's what we can do. And you know what? I'm still I'm still making progress. I'm I'm rebuilding my strength. I'm losing a little bit of fat. I don't need any kind of fancy gym equipment because your body will take you the distance. That's pretty much whatever whatever workout routine you have, as long as you're putting in the work. Yeah, there's so many elements that you can work on that aren't just pure strength. And even endurance, you can still work on that from home too, like outside, depending what kind of area you have to work with. You can go for walks or like yeah. snow doing that kind of stuff as we get into the winter. But yeah, I've really just taken it as an opportunity to work on my, my mobility and flexibility. Something yeah. I've always been terrible with. My posture was terrible. My hips and low back and shoulders always hurt. And I'm hoping that when I get back into the gym, like knock on wood in like January, February, I'll be I'll be able to realize those improvements in mobility as I get back under the weight. Exactly. And we're all sitting around a lot more than usual too. So we're all probably more stiff than we <laughs> usually are anyway. We probably have more muscle tight, you know, more tight muscles now than ever before. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot more sitting going on, a lot less movement. It's a very different way of life for a lot of us. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about failure because that's the thing that makes people give up, right? Uh, so inevitably, when you pursue some goal, at some point you're going to fail and how you deal with that failure is, is what's going to make or break you. So is there anything uh, that you can think of that would be helpful? Like any advice or anything for someone who's afraid of failing? Just recognizing that, well, there's a few things, but recognizing that it's going to happen. Like there's everyone is going to have some setbacks. Um, so knowing that you're not the only one who's struggling mm. with whatever goal you're working on, 
And if you need, like, reach out to someone and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. And chances are they are too. And you'll be able to make it feel a little bit less um, and take it less personally and maybe help to uh, change whatever's going wrong. And then another thing is it's kind of the mentality they take with first aid. And this is what I tell a lot of my clients. It's the best first aid is like avoiding injury. So mm. if you're really scared of failing, recognizing that it's going to happen or probably going to happen, but then trying to set up just small, helpful tools to try and prevent the occurrence of those failures. So even just like taking one small step towards your goal for tomorrow, that way tomorrow is a little bit easier to just get going mm -hmm. and distributing the work. And then you're less likely to encounter those obstacles. If you can foresee them coming, plan ahead. If you know you want to work on your diet, but this Friday's Christmas, you know, it's going to go out the window, like plan for plan ahead, see those barriers ahead of time, look a week or two in advance. Um, I ask all my clients, I'm like, uh, do you have any barriers for the coming week that are going to affect your progress? And how can we work around those? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm going on holidays. I'm not going to work out. I'm like, cool. Not everybody's going to work out on holidays. Um, but let's, let's plan ahead. Let's recognize that that's going to happen. And then it's not perceived as a failure. It's just, it is what it is, but it's not. Otherwise it would be maybe considered a failure. But once you recognize it as just a barrier and you work around it, problem avoided. Yeah, I'm glad you talked about that, especially in the time around the holidays, because like even for the health and fitness professionals, that can be a crushing time of year if you're not real with yourself, right? Like be be good, you know, six days of the week. Then when you're having your feast, go ham and enjoy it, you know, prepare for it. Expect yep. the, expect the discomfort the next day, you know. <laughs> it's just uh it's it's all about being self-aware. So I'm really I'm really glad you brought that up. I totally agree with you. If you know if you if you're aware of yourself and what your tendencies are, you have an opportunity to correct yourself. Like if you know uh, if something specifically happens at work or or what your triggers are, you know. Uh, you know what you're going to do. You know you're going to how you're going to crash. Like if you're in Winnipeg and, and living in any kind of city, you still have access to fast food and stuff like that. You know all of those real temptations are still there for when you're feeling down or alcohol and stuff like that. So if you can predict how you're going to feel at certain certain times of the day or certain times of the year, just like Gabe said, you can work around that. Course correct ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. Just plan ahead, see those issues coming or potential issues and like have a plan B have uh, if you know, it's going to be a tough week or a tough month or however, if you see something coming down the pike, that's going to derail you um, reach out or just internal work on yourself and try and figure out a plan B work around it, adapt your goals too. like, it's not, it's not written in stone. You can change your goals for a short time they can kind of ebb and flow just like motivation and okay, I can't prioritize this because of this upcoming event. I'm going to focus on this instead. So you're still moving forward, but you're just setting yourself up for a more pain-free painless route. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really good advice. Like the, the way that I look at it sometimes is that like in terms of moving forward, like you just mentioned, if I can't move forward with my goal, I'm going to move forward some other way. So at least every day you feel like you're moving forward. So if something is, someone didn't get back to you with an email or a phone call or like you're trying your best and it, it's just not working out, you can still move forward by getting your workout in. At least you 
move forward physically or do something to enhance your state of mind, you know, challenge yourself mentally. Uh, you know, there's different elements of health and fitness where you can always move forward and you can always strive to be a better person, right? That that's, that's always there. So if you're feeling like your goals are unachievable or you're feeling stuck or you're feeling down, uh, it's really easy to spiral and neglect every element of your life and get depressed. Uh, just remember you can always self-improve even if you don't have any specific goals to work on, work on your body, work on your state of mind. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what I have to say with that. <laughs> yeah. And even if you have something in mind, like you want to do your workout and I'm going to block an hour for tomorrow to do my workout and something gets in the way. I saw this quote again recently. I was kind of looking through motivational stuff, trying to get a little fired up for today. And, uh, <laughs> It was saying anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. And mm. usually you'd hear that the other way. It's anything <laughs> worth doing is worth doing well. But a 10-minute or a 20-minute workout, which might be perceived as not full caliber, not as great, is better than nothing. So if you're willing to put in the time to work out, even if you can't get that full hour in, it's better to do it poorly but do get something in than not do it at all. Yeah. Not poorly in terms of technique and like safety but anything that you planned on doing all out if something gets in the way try and do it to the best of your capabilities for that day anyway and that'll be better than just taking a back and being like, oh i just won't do the workout because i only have 45 minutes instead of an hour or um, i'm going to try and sleep for eight hours a day that's a lot of people's goals they want to improve their sleep and they're like oh well, i can't today well still like six and a half is better than four like yeah. do something worth doing is worth doing poorly and uh, do as much of it as you can. And then it's not really perceived as a failure anymore. You still did what you could and what more can you ask of sometimes? Exactly. And, and even if even, I mean, like let's say you're trying to lose weight and let's say you've been trying for years to lose weight or, or lose fat specifically and nothing is ever working for you. And every year you just feel like a failure. You fail year after year, but in that failure, you're learning lessons about yourself that you don't realize because if you feel like you've tried everything and you've tried all these different things, what you've learned about yourself is that all those things don't work for you or you learned that you didn't do them the right way. So you're still learning a lot of stuff, but you haven't learned the one thing yet. So you're still gaining experience. You're getting knowledge. You're getting wisdom. And like, then let's say you finally find the one thing that works for you and then your friend, it's trying to lose weight and nothing is working for them. Now you have a whole arsenal of ideas and experiences. So just because you finally found the one thing that worked and it took you years, uh, you can still use all of that, all of those failures to help others grow. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to talk about with, uh, in regards to failure? I don't think so. Like, I think it's more just about like, planning for it, knowing it's going to happen, um, and then trying to plan ahead or have a plan B. Um, that's kind of the best advice I would give in terms of failure. And just realize that it's temporary. It's not, it doesn't carry forward forever if you're willing to do something about it, but you need to be ready to do something about it. So have that plan B, plan ahead, or just fail. And then have a little bit of a a leg in the forward steps for a bit happens. And then once you get that desire to keep moving forward, kind of start from square A, 
start again. Uh, now you know what's coming and now try and plan ahead going forward. Yeah. Two steps forward, one step back, still yeah. moving your forwards. <laughs> just always trying to go forward. Like these lock repetitive lockdowns and all these changes. It's like I'm working with clients and they're like, oh, I just made all these gains. I just got stronger and now I'm at home for another two months. It's like, but what can we work on so you're not completely going backwards or staying stagnant? We're still working forwards just in a different way. Because um, it's yeah. so far outside of their control. Not all failure is going to be on your shoulders either. It can be outside your control. So mm -hmm. try and find what you can control and then focus on that as much as you can. Do whatever you can. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up this podcast. I think we've provided a lot of practical tools and advice. And uh, you brought a lot of wisdom to the KX podcast. So thanks for thanks for being on here. Oh, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I've always kind of thought about doing my own podcast or just dabbling in it a little bit. So it was fun to try it out. It's fun to talk. Yeah, especially during this pandemic. We don't talk to anybody different. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice yeah. to reach out and chit chat, talk about something that's coming up. And it's always around. Goal setting is always, it's always there. It's not just New Year's, but. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I actually, my first podcast that I did, you mentioned that you weren't sure if you should start a podcast. The best advice that I ever got was just to start. Like right. my first podcast was on motivation and I listened to it just to see if I changed my mind at all. And the quality is not great. It was just, I, I literally was just my phone mic and I just talked into that and the quality is not great. And then eventually I got a good mic, but uh, I'm glad I did it anyway because you get experience and, and a lot of content out there. And now I can hear what my thoughts were <laughs> a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's like, and it's nice to be able to go back and see even just how thoughts for yourself are changing and your perspectives on different things. Yeah. So uh, where can they find you? Uh, I run my online coaching business, Grindstone Performance and Wellness. I have an Instagram page uh, at Grindstone Performance. And I also have a website uh, at Grindstone Performance and Wellness. Uh, website I don't update as much as I probably should. I was going to go with a blog for that, but whatever. <laughs> that's my New Year's resolution. Now I'll start my start my blog there. But I keep pretty regular posts and content on Instagram. All the links to my website are there as well. And uh, yeah, I do nutrition and fitness coaching globally, uh, just from my home base in Winnipeg. So for all the listeners from wherever you can reach out. And uh, that's the nice thing about the virtual coaching is it opens up the opportunity to reach people from so far away. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So all of uh, the links to Gabe's materials and resources will be in the description. So you guys can check that out. He posts a lot of really good content uh, consistently. So if you want a, a daily boost of motivation or some workout tips, definitely go give him a follow. And that's where we're going to wrap up the podcast. Again, thanks, Gabe, for being on here. Thank you guys for listening. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, please consider doing so. It would really help me grow the channel. And uh, voice crack right at the end. I almost went the whole way through. Uh, check out my other podcasts, too, if you haven't yet. Thanks for watching. Call us next out.